0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family parenting podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. When our oldest son was about three, I was uh, changing some doorknobs in our house, and um, I wasn't really thinking about it. He was there watching me, but um, a little later on that day, he grabbed my toolbox and dragged it across the floor toward a door and said, I fix it. And and my wife Dina and her mom were watching him, and they were we were all amused. It's like, yeah, you're going to fix it, right. And about three minutes later, we heard this punk, and he had unscrewed a doorknob and gotten it off. <laughs> I never thought he was going to be able to do that. He was watching what I was doing, and he was learning. And uh, fortunately, he's used that skill for good. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, and we're going to hear from Mike Bechtel about how encouragement he gave his students— turned out to make a much bigger impact than he ever imagined. Here now is Jim Daly talking to Mike.
1: Let me go back as we ended last time. I teased it up by saying you were a professor and you learned quickly uh, sitting with your students that they really needed someone to listen to them. You can't solve their problems, but describe that environment and what you learned being a professor of teens and 20-somethings.
2: Well, I wasn't much older than that at the time. And I hadn't been teaching for, for very long, but one of the best parts of the job is mentoring. So you're in the classroom, but then those students build a relationship with you. They come in their, in your office, and they just want to talk about life. And it was priceless. But they're going through things, and they want to know what to do. And I didn't know what to tell them. And I was always so intimidated by mm. that. And I thought, I don't have answers. I'm supposed to, to know what to tell them and which way to guide them. And so most of the time, I sat there thinking, what in the world do I say next? And I would just listen. But then what I would say is generally pick up on some little strength they had and just affirm them in that, just a little encouragement in one thing or the other. And then it terrified me years later to find out that those little conversations, a few people chose a career based on what I had encouraged them. Wow. And it happened often enough, I thought there's so much power in just listening. Because you
1: weren't really giving a solution per se. No. You're just hearing them out and letting them kind of wander into their own conclusion, right? And I
2: felt like I wasn't giving them anything. I felt like I was almost doing them a disservice, and they're going to walk out and say, well, he doesn't know anything, but they heard it. And it was mostly because they got to say their thoughts out loud. I listened. I asked questions just to kind of shape their thinking, but they walked out with some new tools for solutions.
1: You know, when you look at it, Mike, um, Jesus, of course, the Son of God, um, sinless, perfect, uh, he— illustrates human communication so brilliantly which was often to ask questions tell stories and ask questions mm-hmm. and that's how he knew he could teach those around him it wasn't to dispense godly knowledge although he was but it wasn't therefore hear me in this step one mm-hmm. step two he didn't do that he could have he could have gone to Caesar and say hey by the way i want to kind of reorder all of the rotten things in your government <laughs> he didn't even do that But he shared stories, and he asked questions of his students, Mm. his
2: followers, and said, well, you know, in essence, how do you make that conclusion? Well, we do that with our teenagers. It's real easy when we have kids to assume that I'm the parent. I'm supposed to guide them and tell them what they need to know and shape them and give them wisdom. But I found when I had teenagers that some of the best times – were when instead of trying to direct them and steer them, I would ask them a question right. about how did you feel when that just happened? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's something they messed up on, but you know, when, that, when that occurred, what went through your head? Yeah. And how do you think that, do you think that was a healthy response? Just tell me where you would go with it. And because I asked questions, I didn't come down on them, but they steered themselves toward the right answers.
1: Yeah, I think so often they know it's yeah. just, are they feeling um, safe enough to go in the direction they believe that, well, that is the right new way to at go? It. Yeah, it's so it's it's intimidating. intimidating.
0: Some great tips from Mike Bechtel about uh, communication for anybody, but especially with kids and teens, Danny. It seems like that reaching out, that little word,
3: that exchange can have a really big impact. Yeah, kids are, are wanting to be reassured that they're on the right track, that they're doing well. And really what they're looking for is authenticity in their parents. Authentic living, number one. How are you managing your life? If you tell me not to watch Rated R movies, are you watching Rated R movies? If, if you're telling me not to speed... Are you speeding? Uh, or if you're sounds like you me- have a driver
0: in your home, maybe. Yeah, that that's, that's
3: right. You know, or or even let's say sugar. If we say we're not going to eat sugar, and then you're eating a yeah, on candy the bar, they're going to want to see how you're living your life and your consistencies, and that'll get them to listen. And also, how authentically you care. You know, asking the question, "Help me see it from your angle, from your perspective. Mm-hmm. What do you see?" And you're looking to understand first before you're looking to guide. I I really believe there are different levels of provision from a parenting perspective. And the most basic one is the safety and the basic needs. The second one would be that relational component. Am I really connected? Am I taking the time? Am I investing that time with you? Then the next one is, am I giving you boundaries and limits that make sense for your age, your stage, your personality, who you are? as a person, because some limits may be appropriate for some kids and not for others? And then am I leading you on a mission and vision that makes sense for your life that you are also on board with? And then am I leading you towards the identity that God has created you, who God has created you to be, that that genuine, authentic identity? And if that's the ultimate goal, then the way I'm directing you and the way I'm teaching and the way I'm speaking into your life will begin to make sense to you, mm-hmm. because I understand who you're wanting to become, and who God has designed you to be.
0: Okay, so help me, because uh, let's just say, hypothetically, I have a teenager who's like, whatever, Mm -hmm. I don't care, never mind. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to
3: engage with you, Dad. Mm -hmm. How do I bridge that gap? Well, that's not an uncommon response. It's not a personal response from uh, a child. They're emotionally invested in whatever they're thinking they want in the moment, and their eyes and, and heart are on the short term and you're looking at the long term once we take it personally or uh, as as a challenge to our authority then we become defensive in in that moment it's best to say well it's interesting how you see it the way i see it is this and the way i understand you is this Hmm. Uh, in in the less emotional reaction that you have towards your teen uh the better you're going to be at just responding at the moment and moving the direction you need to go.
0: I've got to say that has been our experience, Uh, disengaging from that kind of a conflict-oriented, control-oriented teen to, oh, okay, well, let me know when you do or if you do have some thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. And just letting some silence come back into the, the car or the room, that's an important factor for us as parents. And I'm going to encourage our listeners to follow up by getting additional resources on our website, Uh, Certainly our featured resource today is Mike Bechtel's book, Dealing with the Elephant in the Room. And I'll ask you to make a donation of any amount to Focus on the Family. Help us out, be part of our support team, and we'll send Mike's book to you as a thank you gift. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review on iTunes. Next time, we'll hear more from Mike about using technology in productive ways. And for now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Danny and the team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.